Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needleman, and I'm joined via Zoom this evening by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Mr. Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how we doing this evening, bud? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Doing well, Butter. You look good. You sound good there on the Zoom, and uh, glad to have you with us. And so, again, we're recording this on Tuesday evening, so a little earlier in the week than what we normally do. But obviously, it's Thanksgiving week, right? So we wanted to get the pods out early uh, before we kind of all split uh, uh, for the holiday weekend and uh, get uh, stuffed with turkey and all the other good stuff uh, that's inevitably uh, going to come on Thursday and Friday. Uh, you got to do the leftovers on Friday as well. But uh, uh, before we get into all that good stuff, Butter, uh, we've got to at the top of the pod, as always, show some love to our sponsor, and of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely. And, and Chalk is actually doing, they're actually going to open up on Thursday afternoon, Butter, kind of get ready for that Dallas Cowboys game, which we'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, so kind of a, some, some you know, not extended hours, but some open hours there on Thursday evening and uh, Friday and Saturday as well. And so I was talk, talking with Chad, and so you got to kind of forget that uh, Thanksgiving is kind of a, a good drinking holiday as well, right? So you got a lot of football to watch, and uh, uh, oftentimes uh, people are ready to get out of the house after uh, spending too much time with the uh, with the in-laws <laughs> throughout the, uh, the day. So so he's like, yeah, we got to get fired back up. Do you think that they're going to have a turkey special? I think there's going to be some turkey dishes on the menu, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think they sent some tweets nice. and, uh, yeah, some some Instagram posts out there about it. So they're looking forward to a Thursday afternoon there. I told them I'd probably be up there on Saturday. So uh, we're going to going to be back home with my folks on Thursday. But uh, we'll, we'll see them uh, probably on Saturday afternoon. So looking forward to that. So, well, well Butter, talking about our Dallas Cowboys, right? So that you think about that traditional Thanksgiving Day game, and we'll talk about that as they play uh, the Washington football team uh, this Thursday. But we got a recap, man. So, our Cowboys pulled off a big win, Butter. So uh, they they beat the Minnesota Vikings at 31-28. And it's amazing how they look, I guess, somewhat competent now that uh, Andy Dalton's kind of back at the uh, at, at the helm there at quarterback. And so, so yeah, kind of kind of surprising uh, on that front. Uh, maybe I, I wasn't expecting them to win the game, Butter, but I'm sure happy that they did, right? So, But uh, good performance by the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to win the game either. Um, you know, I mean, they go up to Minnesota – and, um, man, they figure out a way to win. I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook, I mean, he he had, he, he had a good game. But, you know, I mean, the Cowboys, I mean, they came up with stops when they needed, needed it the most. And, um, you know, I mean, Andy Dalton, I mean, I thought he looked – I thought he looked all right. I mean, had three touchdowns. I mean, they were definitely able to run the ball. But, um, you know, I mean, one of the things that I – as I was watching the game, I mean um, – Man, he spread the ball out a lot, and so um, props to him for being able to use his, you know, the his three best wide receivers. You know, I mean, because defensive backs can't cover all three of them, so. 
Yeah, and you mentioned it, his ability to spread the ball around, right? He had 22 completions, but had, completed to, to nine different receivers. Now, now one of them was a self butter, so he actually had a ball kind of yeah. batted batted back to him, and he caught it. So I don't I don't know if that one counts or not. But let's say eight different receivers. But uh, yeah, and again, that that's all they need, right? So they just need a guy who's competent back there and who can kind of manage the game. But uh, the Cowboys ran the ball really, really well. 180 yards total rushing. Uh, Zeke goes over 100 yards. Uh, Tony Pollard with 60 yards, but he had all, a lot of that came on one long 45 yard touch touchdown run whatever it was and so uh he uh, uh the rushing attack uh, uh was in in full gear and i think you know they're starting to get some of those offensive linemen back from injury i know looney was back this week and so that probably helps out a bit but uh you know the defensive line was was opportunistic right they uh, they were getting some pressure on cousins and they had a couple of sacks there uh at uh, at some opportune times and uh yeah i mean they they managed it right so you, you're not going to stop dalvin cook but they you know and he had 115 yards on 27 carries but he didn't have any super long runs i think it's long run of the day was 16 yards and then Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson you know had had some big catches uh for the uh, the Vikings uh, uh in the air but again the Vikings have been playing really good football I think they'd won three out of the last four coming into that game which mm-hmm. kind of made this game so surprising I guess for that the Cowboys won but you know Butter I, I want to tease you a little bit here man but if we were to look at the standings if the Cowboys beat Washington on Thursday afternoon Butter they're going to be back in first place man so how does that how's that set with you bud? Well, I mean, I, me and you have talked about it. I mean, we were hoping that they would tank. and But, you know, I mean, they have a legitimate shot. I mean, uh, of winning the NFC least, as we need to call it. I mean, all that it's probably going to take is um, six to seven wins. And, you know, I mean, with the Cowboys' schedule, I mean, winning this game definitely helps because I think it was one of the tougher games remaining on their schedule. Um, you know, I mean, I think, um, the Eagles schedule, I think it gets tougher. Oh, it's so tough. Uh, And, but, you know, I mean, um, the, it, it favors the Cowboys going down the stretch. So, yeah, I think amongst those four NFC East teams, butter, I I think the Cowboys probably have the most favorable schedule. And a part of that is that they have three divisional games, right? So they get to play Washington on Thursday and then they get another crack at the Eagles and Giants before the season's over with as well. And so, you know, those those are all winnable games just because everybody in the division is so crappy. And so, yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. um, I think they have the Bengals in there as well, which, you know, now that Joe Burrow's out and which we've got that on the big board, we can kind of talk about that as well, kind of leading into it. But Sucks for him, man. So that that kid has played so hard and played so well, despite the Bengals being so bad. And you could you could see the promise uh, and see his ability there. And we we saw it last year when he in that magical year for LSU where he led them to a national championship. But you know he gets drafted number one by the Bengals, right? Their offensive line's not very good. He's been beat up all season long, and then almost gets cut in half, man. Just kind of a, a an ugly ugly hit there uh the left knee acl mcl and other structural damage was the report that i saw butter but man it did not look good he's obviously done for the rest of the year but man it was one of those ugly hits that you kind of have to question like uh, you hope the kid just comes back and and just is normal again next season but it pretty pretty scary hit and didn't didn't look good right right i mean well you know i mean right after right after the game i mean um he pretty much just told him he's like i'll see you next year I mean, because I think he knew that uh, it was serious and it wasn't just a wasn't just a sprain. Um, you know, I mean, I'd say probably nine to twelve months. And you know, I mean, in the nine months, that's if um, I would say if everything goes perfectly sound. And um, you know, I mean, and and nowadays, you know, I mean, um, 
you look at uh, Mackenzie Milton, you know, I mean, he tears pretty much every ligament in his knee and um, he has infections. So, I mean, there, there is that, which, which man, I mean, I hope Joe Burrow, I pray that Joe Burrow uh, doesn't have to go through any of that. You know, I mean, he's a super, super good kid. I mean, man, it, it sucks for him because, you know, I mean, like um, he's going to be the quarterback of that franchise and, I mean, has proven that um, if he can get the right people around him, that, I mean, he's going to be successful. I mean, you look at what he's done – this year with uh, the people that, he, that that he's got. I mean, he hasn't had the best offensive line, but he's got receivers that – young receivers that he can throw to. I mean, you got Joe Mixon. I mean, you get that guy – give that guy an offensive line in a couple of years. I mean, he's he's your franchise quarterback, and he can lead you to some, some nice uh, – probably some playoff wins, possibly even a Super Bowl. But, I mean, he's got a – He's got to do what they tell him. I mean, his, his, he's got to come back, and um, that knee's got to be 100%. Yeah, if if he's able to be the starter on opening day next year, that's probably a great success, right, Butter, from a timeline oh, standpoint? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was interesting to see, and you could tell that he, he is a young – I know he's a rookie, but he obviously commands or has the respect of that entire Bengal squad, right? So they pretty much everybody on the team come out and kind of gave him a fist bump or wished him well as he was getting carted off the field there. And then, you know, just the uh, the, the tweets and the social media love that he kind of got out there from all the other NFL stars, you know, they they recognize that the kid is pretty special and that uh, he's going to be a great one. And so you hope, you hope that this isn't something that kind of derails what was such a promising uh, start to his NFL career uh, despite the Bengals not being very good I mean he he was kind of a uh, uh, um, um, a diamond in the rough there so to speak and, and obviously the as you said it butter the franchise quarterback that they're going to build around so uh, hoping uh, lots of uh, wishes and prayers and uh, uh, hoping that he, he comes out on the right side of that and that he's going to be starting for the Bengals next September uh, again uh, and again it'll be here before we know it I'm sure but you know talking about another kind of a quarterback uh, issue butter and, and again I think you and I on the pod last week along with a lot of people just assume that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints uh, this past week against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but uh, 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 Coach Payton threw us a uh, little bit of a curveball. It was Taysom yeah. Hill's show, and, and Taysom Hill played pretty well, right? So the Saints win this game pretty handily, 24-9. to nine. Uh, But Taysom Hill, 18-23 for 230 yards passing it. Uh, was still able to run the ball, right? So 10 carries for 51 yards and two touchdowns. But you know, your thoughts on this Taysom Hill experiment, and is he, is he going to be the guy? Guy moving forward, but we talked about it being an audition for Jameis, given that Drew Brees is getting a little older now. But hell, maybe we were wrong here. Maybe it's Taysom Hill's job to lose. Well, I mean, it was one of those things, you know. I mean, um, they didn't really announce that he was going to start at quarterback until right before the game kicked off, and uh, you know, I mean, so I had actually picked him up a couple weeks ago uh, as a tight end because. Um, He's one of those guys, I mean, he's either going to do really good or he's going to get you two points. But, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that's a, it's a big reward, you know. I mean, kind of a risk, but it's a, it's a big reward because, like, he gets – he usually gets his touches. Well, I mean, I was, uh, I was actually able to, to leave him in, and he was still classified as a tight end, so I got all of his points. Uh, you know, I mean, I know some leagues aren't like that, but um, – I mean, he was the only tight end that I had on my roster, and the reason I picked him up was because, um, like I said, I mean, he if, if you have him, I mean, whenever he gets the ball, I mean, he's usually worth quite a few points. 
Uh, but you know, I mean, going back to going back to the quarterback deal, you know, I mean, and I expected Jameis Winston to to start the game, and um, I was very, very, very shocked whenever they said Taysom Hill was going to play, but uh, and be the be the starter. But you know, I mean, I thought he looked really good. Uh, he started out kind of slow. If they uh, can rely on him running the ball, it's going to open up his pass. And um, you know, I mean. Hell, Michael Thomas didn't look like he skipped a beat, you know. I mean, uh, nine balls for 105, 103 yards, something like that. So, like I said, they started off slow, but, I mean, um, he looked better as the game progressed, if that makes sense. No, I agree. I, I think he kind of got more and more comfortable and kind of the play calling, you could tell they, they started to, you know, make play calls that, you know, he felt comfortable with and what he thought would work. And so, you know, I was really impressed with that Saints defense, though. I mean, kind of holding the Falcons to just nine points. And so, you know, I think I think they might be a more complete team than even what I thought, in which I, I kind of thought that they would win that, um, that NFC South uh, division. They were my pick from a preseason standpoint. And so I, I thought they would be good, but I think they may even be a more complete team than even what I anticipated there. So again, they're, they're the top team in that NFC right now, uh, given the, the Packers loss and uh, some other developments there. So uh, can Taysom Hill kind of hold down the fort, so to speak, before Drew, Bees, Drew, Drew Brees, excuse me, uh, comes back. But uh, again, a, a great debut, an impressive performance by him. And again, somewhat surprising, but again, there was, there were some allusions to it right after the pod, after we recorded the pod last week that hey look Taysom Hill's getting a lot of snaps in practice man he might be the guy and then uh, I'll be damned if uh, he he wasn't the guy this Sunday so yeah good good for him but uh but I want to talk about two AFC South teams that both had big wins in overtime this week let's start with the Tennessee Titans over the Baltimore Ravens uh, they went at 30 to 24 a Derrick Henry uh, touchdown in overtime uh wins that game for the Titans there but I guess maybe we have to start with the flip side of it. Well, what's what's wrong with the Ravens, Butter? So I mean, I think they've lost two in a row now. Uh, they they just don't look to be the same squad uh, that um, that maybe what we saw last season, whenever they were just you know kind of mauling people throughout the regular season and kind of cruised the uh, to the uh, number one seed there in the AFC. But something seems to be funky with that team right now, right? And they get the Pitt- Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night, so they got to figure some things out quickly. But uh, your thoughts on Titans and Ravens from this Sunday, Bud? Well, I mean, two things uh, come out in my mind, you know, I mean, after watching most of the game. Man, I mean, the Ravens, um, their defense is nowhere near what it was last year. And, you know, I mean, just take a look at – go back to overtime. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry runs pretty much untouched for a long scamper to win the game. And then um, another thing that that I kind of took away from it as well – and you think back um, this year for the Ravens, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people have kind of started figuring out uh, how to contain Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you can contain him, you have to work like for him to win a game. I mean, he has to be able to, to run the ball and then it kind of opens up his throwing, which, I mean, if you, if you contain him to where he can't run the ball, I mean, you, you can shut down his, his throwing the ball. And like, there hadn't been, there really hadn't been a really he really didn't have a go-to wide receiver, and I don't know why that they don't um, use Hollywood Brown and, and make him kind of the go-to wide receiver. Another problem that they've kind of had this year too is, I mean, you know, they've had injuries at running back, and um, they they don't have um, they don't really have a featured back. I mean, it's kind of um, whoever has the hot hand, and I think that kind of hurts them as well. Yeah, and, and reports reports right now, Butter. 
um, early on is that uh, the Ravens are having some COVID issues, and there's been a few players, uh, J.K. Dobbins, one in particular, but a couple other players now have tested positive. And so, you know, no official reports right now as we're recording this on Tuesday night, but it seems like that game with the Steelers on Thursday night, on Thanksgiving night, that, that game might be in question right now. So uh, kind of uh, some scary reports coming out there, at least from just the – positivity and contract tracing uh, protocols that the NFL has to put in place. And so it seems like the uh, uh, Ravens might be having some issues with that right now. But they've, they've got a lot of issues, uh, uh, unfortunately. So uh, we'll see if they can get back on the right track. But, you know, the other big game, but again, that AFC South squad that we mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts, a big win for them in overtime over the the Green Bay Packers. And so 34-31, uh, the, uh, the, the Colts win it with a field goal there in overtime. But, man, kind of a surprise. I don't know if it's a surprising result, Butter, but I guess maybe I'm just I'm really impressed with the Colts team kind of coming together and uh, and kind of gelling. And again, Frank Wright's done an absolutely fantastic job uh, coaching that squad and kind of putting them together. But you know, Philip Rivers he he avoids a lot of the uh, the bad mistakes, right? He throws for 288 yards, three touchdowns, has the one pick, but didn't make a whole lot of crucial mistakes there. Jonathan Taylor has 90 yards rushing, so they're able to run the ball a little bit. But you know, your thoughts on Colts and Packers, and again, another fun, exciting game that went to overtime Sunday afternoon. Well, I mean, one of the things that I take away from this game is, um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a really, really good game and um, was able to spread the ball around quite a bit. I mean, um, to Devontae Adams. But, you know, I mean, I think probably one of the reasons why um, why the Packers lose this game is they were not able to establish any type of running game. I mean, they kind of held Aaron Jones in check. I mean, he only got 10 carries. And then, um, you know, I mean – Another thing that I, I took away from this game, and it's kind of been kind of one of those things um, that they don't get enough um, they don't get enough attention. But the Colts' defense, man, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's a lot better than what a lot of people think. Uh, so I mean, props to them. I mean, I um, it was a, it was a back and forth game, and um, I'm glad the Colts found a way to win. <laughs> No, it was it kind of a good team effort and a really impressive performance uh, by the Colts. So, uh, so yeah, really, really big win for them. And again, the Colts and the uh, Titans square off this weekend. So we're going to talk about that game here in a moment. So probably, probably winner ends up winning that division, if I had to guess. And so we'll talk about that one coming up. But, you know, last game on the board that we want to talk about, Butter, was a fun one as well, uh, and that was the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, getting, I guess, maybe a little bit of revenge, if you want to call it that, right? There was a lot of talk about the Raiders uh, uh, winning at uh, Arrowhead a couple weeks ago and kind of taking the victory lap with the, uh, the bus there. But uh, the Chiefs get one back over on them in a shootout, as we expected it to be the case. But uh, 35-31, Chiefs win. You know, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, he goes off 348 yards, two touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire actually had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, and then our guy, Travis Kelsey, we both had him in the uh, fantasy uh, pick him, the pod pick him this past week, uh, 127 yards and a touchdown there. But uh, impressive performance there. But, again, I, I think the Raiders are still a pretty good football team, Butter. Uh, but whenever the Chiefs turn it on, man, and they're clicking, I, they're just damn near unbeatable, right? Yeah, I mean, it was – but it was kind of one of those things. It was a back-and-forth deal, you know. I mean uh, – and the Raiders looked like they were going to win it with like a minute and a half to two minutes left. And here comes Mahomes, And I mean, they go down there and, and uh, get the go ahead touchdown. So, I mean, it was an exciting game, a good game for Sunday night football for sure. Yeah. And just to, 
to touch on a couple other games better as we kind of move on. Browns over the Eagles, 22-17. So, again, Baker Mayfield uh, in the Browns. I think they've won three in a row now, so they're on a hot streak. Uh, we talked about, you know, the tough injury to Joe Burrow, but the uh, Washington ends up winning that game 20-9. Uh, and so they're right there in that log jam with three wins in the NFC East, and uh, they have just as good a chance as uh, any of the other three teams to come out. Uh, Panthers dominate the Lions 20 to nothing. so kind of a surprising score line there. I think yeah, Matt, it was because I, I had um, I had started uh, Marvin Jones in one of my leagues because I mean he's been really 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 good. But go go back to that game. I mean um, Marvin Jones did have like a fifty two or fifty three yard uh, reception called back because uh, they covered up the tight end. <laughs> yeah, I always always gotta love. Uh, uh, alignment penalties, right? So that, well, that nothing, cost me. <laughs> nothing will drive a coach uh, crazier there. But again, shutout in the NFL, you don't see a whole lot of those. So I, I think uh, Matt Patricia might be on the hot seat there in Detroit. So we'll see what happens on on the Thanksgiving day, right? They're always the traditional game, and we'll talk about that one. Steelers cruise over the Jaguars, twenty-seven to three, to improve to ten and zero. Again, they're still undefeated. Butter uh, Texans uh, over the Patriots, twenty-seven to twenty. There, so just when we think the Patriots might be figuring some things out and get back into it, uh, the Texans kind of throw a dirt back on them. And so I think the Patriots are probably done this year. I'm 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 going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Broncos over the Dolphins, twenty to thirteen. So kind of the two. A streak is over here, Butter. And Tua actually got benched in this game. They actually brought back yeah. in uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to uh, uh, who almost kind of led them back to a comeback. I think he ends up throwing a pick at the end that uh, that cost them. But uh, uh, man, they just they couldn't get anything going. And uh, the Broncos are not very good. But uh, uh, yeah, kind of a surprising result there. Chargers over the Jets. Maybe not so surprising. The Jets find a way to lose again. They're zero and ten. Chargers win that one, thirty four twenty eight. And then Monday Night Football, Butter last night uh, again, kind of a surprising result there. Rams over the Bucks, 27-24. And I saw a stat that Brady was like 1-6 or 1-7 in his last uh, seven or eight night games. So something happens uh, when the uh, when the sun goes down and the lights come on for Tom Brady. He's just not the same or hasn't been the same here recently. Uh, so kind of a, a big win there for the Rams for sure, but maybe a surprising win for the Rams a little bit as well. But uh, um, any of these other games, any parting thoughts uh, for uh, week uh, 11, Butter, before we kind of move on and talk about week 12, Bud? Man, um... The Seahawks versus the uh, the Cardinals game, which that was the Thursday night game. I think um, I expected the Cardinals to win that game, and you know, I mean, they they didn't. You know, I mean, um, Kyler Murray had a had a had a pretty good game, but you know, I mean, hell, you can't win them all. But um, you know, I mean, I think the um, the Seahawks, the Rams, and uh, See who else is in that division. Forty um, nine. That's gonna be that's gonna be a very interesting um, the, that matchup and who wins that division. I mean, it's gonna be tight. I think all the way to the end. Yeah, and those those three teams, uh, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. I mean, they're just separated yeah. by a single game. So yeah, it's it's definitely not over with, and you would expect that one to come down to the final week in Week Seventeen. So yeah, it should be a fun. And I think all three of those teams are pretty good, and all three of them probably should be in the playoffs. You know, regardless of who ends up being the division winner there. So I would expect all three of them to make it uh, when it's all said and done. So well, butter. Let, let's move ahead, man. Let's talk Week Twelve in the NFL, and obviously we get the uh, the three games on Thursday. We hold what we hope to be three games again. Raven Steelers. My 
might be a little tenuous at this point. But let's start it off with the the traditional uh, noon kickoff uh, around around these parts, anyways. But uh, the Houston Texans on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions favored in this one by two and a half. Uh, the total here fifty one and a half. But I, I think that I don't that line may have moved a little bit. So yeah, Houston's actually favored now. So again, Lions were favored uh, initially, and so that line's moved all the way to Texans minus two and a half now. But uh, your thoughts on Texans and Lions on the early game on Thanksgiving Thursday, bud? Man, I mean, the Texans, I mean, um, after they fired Bill O'Brien, I mean, they've been able to get some wins and actually scored some points. You know, I mean, um, you know, I mean, the Lions, I mean, they've looked kind of like a playoff team. They did damn sure didn't look like one last week. Um, I think these are two teams kind of going in different directions. Um, I think the Texans probably won't make the playoffs, but they're um, kind of peaking and kind of um, they're gonna they're gonna win some games uh, to end the year. And I mean, I think the Lions. I mean, I, their offense did not look very good, and their defense didn't look very good. So um, I would take I, I expect the Texans to win this ball game, and um, I would go with um, the under. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I don't think the Lions are going to be able to score that many points. I'm with you, Utter. I like the Texans in this one as well. I think Deshaun Watson's going to show out in this one. And, again, you think about those Thanksgiving Day games and all the eyeballs are on on those TV screens. And uh, you think about the, the tur- turkey leg trophies and all the fun stuff that they give out afterwards. Uh, I think uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be the best player on the field in that game. And so I expect him to have a big one um, on Thursday morning or Thursday, um, I guess, afternoon uh, uh, and uh, the Texans to win that game. And so I'm with you. We're on the same page there. But – we got to move to our Dallas Cowboys, uh, the the late afternoon game. Butter again, Washington football team coming to town. Cowboys favored in this one by three. The total in this one, uh, 46, 46 and a half, depending upon the book that you're at. But your thoughts on Cowboys and Washington. And again, Butter, regardless of how things shake out on Sunday, whoever wins this game Thursday afternoon is going to be in first place in the NFC, le- NFC least for at least a couple of days, Bud. But your thoughts on this one. Man, I mean, I like the Cowboys in this game. Um, I like the under, though, but um, I think the Cowboys have kind of they've kind of figured something out with Andy Dalton. Um, you know, I mean, I know it was just last week. Um, I mean, but they actually looked pretty good. I mean, they beat a really, really, really good uh, Vikings team that had won three games. But you know, I mean, give props to the the Redskins too, because I mean, they've they've won uh, I think two other last three games. But um, I like the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Um, I think that they figure out a way to win. I would I would take the under. I mean, I think the score is going to be something along the lines of like 21 to 17, 20, 21 to 18. Um, but I like the Cowboys in this game. I'm with you. Give me the, give me the Cowboys. Um, I, I like our Cowboys to win this one. I like us to be in first place. And then, again, it would shock me if they actually end up winning the damn division when this is all said and done. But a lot, a lot of football left to be played there. But I like them to win the game. I like them to cover uh, on, on Thursday afternoon. Again, they just that's th- Thanksgiving Day, right? So that's, that's the Cowboys' day. So you'd expect them to play well and be ready for that one. But, you know, we're going to talk about this Thanksgiving night game, Butter. And, again, it's Ravens at the Steelers. And, again, Ravens having some issues, so we'll kind of see if this thing actually takes place on Thursday night or not. But um, Steelers favored in this one by 5.5, the over-under 44.5. So, again, Vegas expecting it to be somewhat low scoring. But, 
again, Ravens, they're struggling right now, man, so they got to figure some things out. And the Steelers, the last undefeated team in the NFL this season, Butter. But your thoughts on this big AFC North rivalry on Thursday night? Man, I mean, after watching uh, the Ravens the past couple weeks, I mean, like I said, I think a lot of teams have figured Lamar Jackson out. Um, they do not look like the same team. And, I mean, I think the Steel, I don't think the, the Ravens can stop the Steelers' offense uh, in this ball game, um, I think the Steelers are legit. I think that um, that they that they have the best uh, opportunity and the best chance of to go undefeated. You know, in which we haven't seen in a very very long time. So, I mean, I like the Steelers in this ball game. I'm going to go with the Ravens, butter, and it's simply because I, I think you know. Again, the NFL gods have a way of evening some things out. I mean, I don't think Pittsburgh's good enough to go undefeated. And in surprisingly, I went back and kind of look at the past history of this rivalry, butter. The road team has actually been more successful than the home te- home team over the last few years. No idea why. And again, home and away probably means less this year than in most years given uh, the, the restrictions on people attending the games and whatnot due to COVID. So uh, I don't know if that's going to factor in or if that's going to stay or, or the trend is going to continue here. But, again, the Steelers won in Baltimore a couple weeks ago. Uh, and so I i don't know. Uh, call me crazy. But uh, I think this might be the week that the Steelers go down. Uh, and so give me the Ravens. I think desperation has to kick in at some point. Again, assuming that they get to play the game, uh, and the Ravens find a way to win even if they're shorthanded without uh, J.K. JK Dobbins, maybe a couple other guys due to a COVID protocols there. So so give me the uh, the Ravens in that one, bud. I'm going to take the upset pick there. So, well, well Butter, we alluded to this game earlier, but we got to go to Sunday now. Big game in that noon slot, that 1 o'clock Eastern slot there in the AFC South. Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. So Indy favored in this one by 3.5, the over-under 51, 51.5, depending upon your book. But you got to think that this is one of the better better games of the weekend here, Butter, given the win-loss records of these two clubs. Um, and you would have to probably say that the winner of this game is more likely to win that AFC South division, right? But who you got in this one? Titans and Colts on Sunday afternoon. Man, I mean, I like the Titans uh, with Derrick Henry, and uh, but I like the Colts with Phillip Rivers. I mean, you think back, they they had just played about two weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, and um, man, that game was at Tennessee, and like uh, the Colts' defense um, was really, really, really good. I mean, I think they blocked a punt, uh, took it back for a touchdown. I mean, just gave their team – a lot of opportunities to score. And I mean, I think the Colts are, um, are really, really um, playing really good football offensively and defensively. I mean, I do think that uh, Tennessee, I think Derrick Henry will get his yards, but man, it's hard to, it's hard to bet against the Colts at home. So um, I like the Colts in this one. I like the Colts to cover. Well, give me the Titans in this one, Butter, and especially if I get that hook, right? So if it's going to be three and a half um, in, in the uh, – I've got that hook on there, plus three and a half with the Titans. I like it. Uh, give me the Titans to cover here. And, again, wouldn't shock me if they win the game straight up. But I do think this is going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I think the defenses are probably going to rule the day. As you kind of said, Butter, that Colts defense is probably underrated. Uh, we know that the Titans can play some good defense and run the ball with Derrick Henry. And so I think this is kind of a, an old-school punchy in the mouth. Uh, kind of a low-scoring game, and so I could see this being a twenty to seventeen, twenty-three to twenty type of game, uh, depending upon uh, uh, which. Um, again, not 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 sure who's going to win it because I think it is going to be close. But uh, if I'm going to get that hook, give me the Titans. I like the plus three and a half, so I'll take those points. So, uh, well, staying in that noon slot, butter, and staying on the East Coast, I guess. 
The Arizona Cardinals, right? We talked about them coming off that disappointing loss to Seattle this past Thursday night on Thursday night football. They travel out to New England to take on the Patriots, who again coming off a disappointing loss themselves to the Houston Texans this past weekend. Arizona favored in this one by two and a half butter, the line 49 and a half. Your thoughts on Cardinals and Patriots uh, on that uh, on Sunday afternoon, bud? Yeah, I mean, I would lean towards the over in this one because I think both of these uh, teams are going to score points. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those matchups. Like, it's going to be Kyler Murray versus um, Cam Newton, which, I mean, two of the uh, running running quarterbacks, kind of, kind of the, the dual-threat quarterbacks. I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting matchup, but I don't think the Patriots will have enough uh, firepower to, to beat the Cardinals. Um, and I, I know the Cardinals are coming off of a tough loss up at Seattle. I expect them to get back on the uh, – winning track this week against the Patriots. Um, you know, I mean, I, like, like me and you said, I mean, I think the, I think the Patriots are pretty much done this year. I want to take the Cardinals here, butter, but it, it, it scares me that this game is going to be outside. It's going to be in cold weather, most likely there in Foxborough and uh, new England in late December, right? You know, Thanksgiving day weekend, last weekend of, of November, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of spooked by what the weather conditions might be because the Cardinals being, you know, essentially a dome team, right? They have the retractable roof out there mm-hmm. uh, in Phoenix or Glendale, I should say. Uh, but this game kind of spooks me a little bit, man. So I, again, I, I said that I think the Patriots are done and I do. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, man, but it wouldn't shock me if they kind of rise up and win one more game, kind of bite the Cardinals in the butt here um, and, and cover cover this and end up maybe winning the game straight up. And so I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I'm with you. I think there might be some points scored in this one, given the two quarterbacks that uh, are, are on the uh, respective squads. But Man, for whatever reason, I lean Patriots here, but I don't feel good about it, and I hope I'm wrong uh, for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals' sake because they need they need to keep winning to kind of keep pacing that NFC West. But uh, something kind of tells me the Patriots might be game here, man, so I don't know. So I, I would lean Patriots here, but I hope I'm wrong. So well, let's go late afternoon, Butter. Uh, we got an absolute mega game um, on the uh, 3.30 slot here, Central Time, 4.30 Eastern. But the Kansas City Chiefs uh, head down to Tampa to take on Tom Brady, TB12, and the Bucks. right? We mentioned the Buccaneers obviously coming off a disappointing loss themselves on Monday Night Football to the Rams this past week. But Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, right? they got it rolling. They're 9-1. and one. They come to town. They're favored in this one by 3.5, over under here 55.5. And, and so – is this? It's going to be kind of an interesting generational QB uh, kind of setup here, Butter. So you got Mahomes, who's probably you know the 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 next generation of of, of great quarterback in the NFL if he's not already there already. Uh, and then you've got the goat, Tom Brady, right? So trying to hold on, does he get a couple more uh, games in him, a couple more years left in the tank here? But your thoughts on Chiefs and Bucks on Sunday afternoon it should be a good one. Man, you know, I mean, I, I like the Buccaneers uh, at home. For some reason, um, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs uh, in this matchup because I just, you know, I mean, I think the, the Buccaneers, I think that they're kind of reeling a little bit. Um, and I, but I, honestly, do I think that they'll get back on track after this week? I do. But, um, man, I mean, I, I think that they're going to have a tough time stopping Patrick Mahomes and the and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs offense. I'm with you. I think the Bucks are going to struggle to stop the Chiefs. Uh, but I think the Chiefs are going to struggle to stop the Bucks as well. Uh, and so I, I think that um, – I like the over in this game, Butter. So if it's mm-hmm. 55, I, I think I think the total in this one ends up in the high 60s. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, and which is why I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But 
you know, I don't know which Bucks team is going to show up, right? We see them kind of, you know, they took a poop, you know, a couple of Sundays ago against yeah. the Saints in the middle of the field, 38-3, right? They lose on Monday night this week. And so they've seemed to have some issues in uh, in some of these big games, some of these marquee matchups. And so it scares me a little bit, although you would think that Tom Brady and, uh, and Bruce Arians, they'd kind of rally the troops uh, after a disappointing loss on Monday night and be ready to play uh, given the Chiefs are coming to town. But I like the over here. I think it's going to be a shootout and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And so I think it's going to be a close game as well. So, uh, But give me the total is my best bet in this one, bud. But I mean, and, and this is one of those games, you know, I mean, like, um, I mean, we, we, we're picking it, but I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I mean, because, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, I like the Buccaneers. Um, I like Tom Brady. I mean, I, I, I picked the Buccaneers to – to uh to finish strong and go to the Super Bowl. So I mean I hope I'm wrong, but I mean like I said, I mean I just I do not like this matchup versus the Chiefs. Like you said, I mean I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I just don't know if if the Buccaneers can stop him. Kind of like you said, I mean what Buccaneers team shows up. <laughs> Yeah, definitely going to be uh, uh, fun to watch and see what happens in that one. But, uh, well, well, Butter, let's go NFC North here. Kind of an old rivalry here. I think maybe the, the most played rivalry game in the NFL history, if I'm not mistaken. I kind of I, I can't recall if that's that's exact. But the Bears and the Packers on Sunday night, Butter. So, uh, Packers favored by 7.5 to 8 points. Last time I saw the line, the total here 45, so not expecting a ton of points in this one. So, Packers obviously coming off a disappointing loss in overtime to the Colts this past weekend. I think the Bears coming off a bye week, but your thoughts on Bears and Packers in an old-school NFC North matchup here, bud? Man, I mean, I would lean towards the uh, the under in this one because the Bears cannot score any points. Um, you know, I mean, I think um, it's going to be kind of one of those defensive battles. I mean, but I think, I think the Packers are – I think Aaron Rodgers is going to, I mean, get his three or four touchdowns, whatever he gets. But, I mean, the, I like the Packers in this one. Because I don't think the Bears are really their defense is good, but their offense is terrible. So I like the Packers in this one. Yeah, we're on the same page, Butter. I like the Packers as well. So I, I don't, I don't see Aaron Rodgers and that uh, that talented uh, wide receiving core losing two or letting them lose two games in a row, especially to a division rival like the Bears. Again, the Bears. Their offense has just not been good. I think Vegas is setting this line pretty high, plus seven and a half, plus eight, to try to get people to bet the Bears. Uh, and uh, I think they they kind of think that the uh, uh, the Packers are probably going to win this game as well. And so give me the Packers on Sunday night football. I think they win and cover the spread pretty comfortably. So, well, last game on the board, Butter, Monday night, a couple bird games here, right? So we get the Seahawks. At the Eagles. Yeah, Seahawks at the (laughs) Eagles. Seahawks favored in this one by five and a half. The total, 50 and a half. Again, we've kind of beat up on the Eagles, right? So saying that the NFC East isn't any good, and I don't think that it is. But as of today, they're still in first place with that tie that they had with the Bengals a a few weeks ago. So that's enough to kind of keep them above the the rest of the NFC East uh, uh, by by half a game, I guess. But your thoughts on Seahawks and Eagles on Monday night football, bud? Man, you know, I mean, like we've talked about this. I mean, this. I don't really think the Seahawks defense is really all that good, but I don't think the Eagles defense is any good either. <laughs> um, but I think the, in this matchup, I mean, I think the Seahawks, I mean, I don't think the Eagles can stop Russell Wilson, and I think the Seahawks can stop Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, the only um, the only thing, I mean, like, I and, and I'll prove it to you on my picks for the week. I mean, I like Russell Wilson in this matchup, but I also like Miles Sanders because I don't think the Seahawks can stop um, the Eagles from running the ball. Now, do I think the Seahawks will win and cover? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Butter. I, I like the Seahawks. 
uh, on Monday Night Football as well. Again, I, I, the Eagles' schedule is just so brutal down the stretch, man. So uh, the fact that they're sitting there at three, six, and one right now, I just I don't see a whole lot of games down the stretch on this schedule for them to kind of kind of make up. Uh, if assuming that you know maybe the Cowboys or or the Giants uh, kind of kind of win a couple games here and get the five or six wins uh, in the next three or four weeks, and so. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough, man. I like the Seahawks in this one. I would lean towards the over uh, for some of the reasons you said, right? I don't think the Eagles are going to stop Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and, and Lockett and some of the uh, offensive uh, uh, weapons that they have. But having said that, I don't think the Seahawks play a whole lot of really good defense either. And so, you know, maybe this is a game to where Carson Wentz and uh, that Eagles squad can figure some things out, given that the Seahawks defense uh, isn't quite up to par. Uh, but I I lean towards the Seahawks here, man. So I, I like the Seahawks to win this game. Again, they're kind of in a zero margin or, or no room for error situation out in the NFC West as well. And Russell Wilson tends to play well uh, on Monday night games and kind of whenever there's a big spotlight on them. So so I'm with you. Give me the Seahawks as well, bud. Well, Butter, we got to talk picks, man. So fantasy picks for Week 12, bud. So again, I, I got you again in the NFL last week, bud. So uh, kind of a, a, a big win for me. Um, and, and I seem to be get, kind of getting that butter in the NFL league. Butter, he's still got the better record on me in the uh, the college fantasy uh, weekly pod pick him, so uh, he's still hold and serve there. But uh, I went again last week on the uh, NFL pick him uh, rather comfortably, uh, I want to say. Uh, I think it was 180-something one, to 130-something, uh, to if I'm not mistaken. So so I got him there. But, but Butter, that, that's in the past, man. So it's a new week. It's a new day. So we got to talk about picks this week, bud. So again, I'm going to defer to you here, Butter. Give me your two picks at quarterback. And you mentioned one of them already, but give me your two guys at quarterback this week, bud. I like Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, and I like Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. Um, Like I said, I mean, I I think um, the Seahawks versus the Eagles, I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, I think the the, the Eagles have a worse defense than the Seahawks do. I don't think that they're going to be able to stop Russell Wilson. Um... And same same go with the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. I mean, I'd like to pick the Buccaneers in that game, but we don't know what Buccaneers team is going to show up. And I do know that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will show up. So, I mean, I do know that uh, he's a good fantasy option this week. And I think you agree. <laughs> I do. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna second. Uh, Second, your Chiefs pick there, Butter, and I like Patrick Mahomes as well. Uh, but then also, as I alluded to uh, earlier in the pod, uh, give me Deshaun Watson of the Houston Tech and Texans. Again, they play uh, Detroit in that early uh, Thanksgiving Day game, and I think Deshaun Watson is going to show out, and so I think he's going to perform well on the big stage there uh, against a uh, pretty bad Lions team is what it seems. So Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes uh, are my two QBs this week, Butter. But let's go running back. Who are your two picks at running back this week, Bud? Okay, uh, like I said earlier, I mean, um, the Eagles and the Seahawks, neither one I don't think really have a great defense. Um, the Seahawks, I mean, a lot of teams have been able to run against them. Um, I like Miles Sanders of the Eagles because I think the Eagles, that's one thing that they do good. They do run the ball good. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game. And then I like um, Ezekiel Elliott um, of the Cowboys against the Washington football team on Thanksgiving. I mean, I think he's going to have himself a turkey leg after the game. 
I hope you're right, Butter. I, that would be awesome to see him uh, kind of chewing on that turkey leg afterwards, Bud. So I, I'm rooting for that one to happen as well. So, well, my, my two running backs this week, Butter. Get, feed me more. That's right. That's right. So we had some mashed potatoes and some gravy and some stuffing and all the other fixings along with it as well. So we'll, we'll get him, keep him fed. But, uh, uh, well, give me Derrick Henry of the Titans, right? So we talked about that big game uh, that the Titans have with the Colts this week. And, again, I, I think Derrick Henry, he, he, this is this time of year, man. He kind of starts getting revved up in late November and early December. Uh, and the Titans start leaning on him. And so he's kind of into that mode right now, as we saw this past week uh, against the Ravens, where uh, he had you know 140 yards and a touchdown, had that game-winning touchdown in overtime. So I like Derrick Henry to perform well. And then give me Nick Chubb of the Browns, Butter. And so I kind of went back and forth as to which Browns running back I wanted to take. Uh, I love the matchup, so the Browns are on the road to play uh, one uh, – Jacksonville Jaguars, but they got one win on the season, I should say, one and nine. So I like that matchup there. Went back and forth between Chubb uh, and Kareem Hunt, and so finally settled on Nick Chubb. So I'm going to go with him as my other running back. Again, I think the Browns win that game, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball quite a bit on that Jaguars defense. And uh, our man uh, Baker might uh, get some play action uh, uh, passes in there as well, but I think the uh, the Browns' offensive line will control that game. So, But uh, let's go wide receiver, Butter. So who are your two picks at receiver this weekend, Bud? And I like DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals versus the Patriots. And then I like uh, Devontae Adams of the Packers versus the Bears. Uh, like I like I said earlier, I mean, the Bears defense is good, but I just don't think that they can stop all the playmakers for the Packers. Um, kind of the same way with um, the Cardinals versus the Patriots. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, now – the thing that I that I do worry about is what you said, the coldness, because they're used to playing in, you know, 60, 70 degree weather right now in Arizona, which is nice. But um, I like these two guys. I think they're going to have great fantasy weeks this week. I like those picks, Butter, and I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback on one of them. Give me Devontae Adams as well, right, for all the reasons that you just said. So, again, I just don't see uh, him and Aaron Rodgers letting the pack lose two in a row, especially to the Bears. And then I'm, I'm double-dipping uh, double on my uh, Thanksgiving Day pick here, Butter. Give me Will Fuller of the Texans. Again, if Deshaun Watson's going to have a big day on Thanksgiving Day, one of his receivers is going to have to big is going to have to have a big day as well. And so I think that's going to be Will Fuller of the Texans. And so I, I think he might catch a couple touchdowns against that uh, that hapless uh, line secondary and so uh, that's my uh, my my pick uh, there at wide receiver too but let's go tight end butter again you got a familiar face here at tight end bud so who is it i'm gonna take travis kelsey of the chiefs uh, he's got a matchup against uh rob gronkowski and the buccaneers this week I like that pick, and, and I I almost went with Kelsey again as well. So, but I, I thought, well, I got to change it up a little bit, and so uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders, Darren Waller, right? So the uh, they're playing on the road uh, against the Atlanta Falcons again, Atlanta. I think their give-a-shit meter is pretty low right now, Butter, so I think they've kind of mailed it in. So I think the Raiders will win this game and probably win it, win it comfortably. And, again, that Falcons defense is just not very good. And so so give me Waller as my tight end from the Raiders there. Uh, but let's go flex position, Butter. So who, who's going to be your X factor this weekend? Uh, you and I, we're on the same page. We're thinking along the same lines looking at our picks here, Bud. But who you got? Well, I mean, either one of these guys, I mean, um, it's flip a coin because uh, if one of them – has a good week. The other one usually has a decent week, but just, I mean, but whenever these guys go off, they go off. Um, but I like DK Metcalf. Um, and the exact, and you're going to, the exact same reason why I like Tyler Lockett, which is your pick. I mean, because, uh, 
mark my word, one of these guys are going to go off, and I just hope I got the right one this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it has it seemed to be a coin flip a little bit butter so as to which yeah. one of these guys is going to catch most of the uh, the touchdowns from a uh, uh, Russell Wilson on any given week it seems like it's been Metcalf uh, uh, the last couple of weeks and so that's why I kind of went with Lockett saying eh, maybe he's he's kind of uh, flying under the radar and maybe the uh, the Eagles decide to double Metcalf more often than not and so that'll open up space for Lockett but I'm with you uh, we're we're on both sides of it here we're thinking along the same lines and so it's just a question of which one of those talented Seahawk receivers uh, ends up getting most of the targets on Monday Night Football. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. But let's go kickers, Butter. And so we got a couple of AFC West kickers between us here, man. But I'll let you go first. Who do you have? I like Harrison Butker of the Chiefs. Like I said, I mean, I think that the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points against the Buccaneers. Um, you know, I mean, a pretty good kicker. Really, really like his name as well. <laughs> it is fun to say, isn't it? So I like that too. Well, well, give me the Raiders, uh, Daniel Carlson, right? So uh, again, I alluded to it earlier. They're they're playing on the road in the dome against Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's very good on defense. I think the Raiders are going to score a lot of points, and I kind of question whether or not Atlanta's kind of thrown in the towel for this season. So I think the Raiders are rolling that one, and uh, Carlson probably gets a couple of field goals, but probably three or four extra points as well. So I think he'll be good on the day. But uh, uh, Butter, let's go defense, man. Again, even in the fantasy world, defense wins champions brother who do you got as your defense for week 12 well okay so this week i mean it seemed like there was a lot of really good matchups i mean um i'm actually trying to win this week um you know i mean i like that's the nice butter i'm glad you're trying to win <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the dolphins versus the jets i like the browns versus the jaguars um i even looked at uh the rams versus the 49ers but um i looked at um the offense as well. And I mean, I think, I think uh, the, the bears offense versus the Packers, I think that is the best matchup this week. Uh, So I like the Packers versus the Chicago bears. I, I like that pick, Butter. I think that's a good defensive pick. Again, the Bears' offense have just been, has been awful uh, over the last few weeks, so no reason to think that they're going to get on track uh, on Sunday night against that rival Packers squad. But uh, I, I'm going to take one of those squads that you mentioned, Butter. Give me the Rams. Uh, again, the Rams coming off a big win on Monday night football against the Bucks. Uh, if they come back home and they host the 49ers, again, 49ers just had a ton of injuries, man. And it's, it's been like they're really good players, too. It's been Garoppolo. It's been Kittle. You know, you think about uh, some of the injuries that they've had at running back and on the defensive side of the ball as well, right? You know, Nick Bosa, right? He's out for the season with a knee injury and stuff that happened, you know, a week two or something, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of almost forgot about that one. But uh, so I like the Rams. Again, I think that Rams defensive line led by Aaron Donald is really, really good. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, kind of a lockdown corner. He's able to kind of isolate one half of the field almost by himself. And so I think the Rams will play well at home at the SoFi uh, against the 49ers. And, again, I think the 49ers, just not the same club they were this uh, last year, man. So too many injuries and uh, too many uh, uh, issues on that front uh, for them to kind of recover. So I think the Rams' defense will play well, uh, and the Rams will win that game on Sunday afternoon against the Niners. Well, Butter? It's Thanksgiving Day week, man. I'm thankful that you were able to join me on the pod again, even if, if even if it's remote and on Zoom uh, this week, as opposed to being here in the studio, brother. But for our listeners out there, I'm sure they're thankful uh, that uh, you were able to join and uh, be on the pod again this week, and we're going to crank it out early. Uh, but uh, how can our listeners kind of get at you, bud? So how can they uh, follow you on social media, on Twitter? Throw the handle out there, bud. I'm on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or AKA the fantasy professional. And that is J E R E M Y underscore V A N C U R E N. 
fantastic, brother. Again, appreciate you joining me again this week uh, on the Pod Butter. And again, we'll get back on a normal schedule next week, and uh, Butter will be back in studio. And uh, uh, we'll kind of, you know, the sound quality is obviously not quite as good whenever you're doing it remotely and stuff. But uh, I think Butter, he sounds pretty good on his end. So he looks pretty good, too, as I'm looking at him here on Zoom. Uh, he's waving <laughs> at me. But, uh, you Happy know, birthday party. I appreciate it, brother. So, yeah, thank, thank you much. So the birthday boy today, uh, that, that's me. So I turned the ripe old age of 39. So this time next year, I'll officially be over the hill, bud. So uh, you can. Uh, uh, crack the jokes on me at that point so but uh, uh look forward to seeing you back in studio next week butter and and while this will wrap it up for this episode gang remember the conversation doesn't end here to keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the sports pros network check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on twitter and instagram at sports underscore pros or i should say instagram at fantasy sports pros and twitter at sports underscore pros and remember that's pros with an e gang p-r-o-s-e enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care, everyone. <laughs>